Well, Liverpool's a city that's known for its music, and we've just got off the train at Lime Street Station, and there's somebody playing the trumpet in the background, which is absolutely perfect. But we've come here to meet somebody who's part of current Liverpool music, somebody who's been at number one in the Official Folk Albums chart and in the top ten, certainly for the last year. And Jamie Webster is a huge figure in Liverpool, Uh, It started with his association with Liverpool Football Club, but now he's become a musical phenomenon who writes songs about the lives of the ordinary working people of this city. So who better to give us an insight into life in contemporary Liverpool? Morning, Jamie. Good morning, Matt. Uh, lovely to see you. Where, where have you brought us? So today I've brought you to the Florence Institute, or commonly known in Liverpool as the Flory. Um, and it's a community centre that's, um, you know, it's, it's been within the heart of the Dingle and Toxteth area for, for a long, long time now. And yeah, there's some great stories about even the Beatles being associated with this place and just the, the old working class folk of Liverpool, if you like. And um, yeah, it still does unbelievable work in the community and I'm going to show you what that is and tell you a little bit about it. It's a great painting yeah, on the walls here, ro- local there? artists. Some murals yeah. uh, all, all around the walls, of some scenes of yeah. Liverpool. Ricky Tomlinson, um, is, is obviously everyone knows him, Jim Royal. He's got a massive affiliation with the place as well. Um, you know, he was at a fundraiser here that, that I played in in the and summertime. there's paintings of him on the wall here. Yeah, just on, here. On, on easels. Why is it important to you, this place? Well, it's important to me because basically since friends of mine started working here and, you know, started doing fundraisers and stuff here, I came down here a couple of times just to support my friends and what they were doing. And I got a tour of the place by Timo, who we, I'm sure we'll meet today. And he, he took me round the lower floors and took me round sort of the food bank that they've got here. It just nearly touched me heart when I realised that so many people were dependent on this place just to eat every day. It made me realise how important places like this are and how much they need to be supported and how much they need to be talked about. I've played gigs here, I've done radio shows here, all, all for charity and fundraisers, and I've just got really nice memories of the place. When you, when you come in here, you'll meet the volunteers yourself, you meet the people who work here. They're just lovely people, and their day-to-day life is just looking after people, really, you know what I mean, and making sure that they can have things, things that we take for granted. Accents like a song Cause I've been traveling places That I don't belong Spending days with being a stranger Time's lost when you're out of range Without the bustle and bustle It all seems quite the rain 
When I think about the bed and George's hall When he tried to knock us down and we stood up tall The city will forever be me saving grace So no matter where I am, I'll raise a glass to this plane There's all sorts of stuff from table tennis to, you know, guitar classes to you know, just even art classes. This walk in. Yeah, this man here just. Oh, yeah. This was donated to the Floddy by Liverpool Football Club, and obviously you can see Nivea men, and he drop food off to people so in the area. So that takes the food round yeah, to people who need it. Takes the food round, yeah. So like I say, it's just a really, it's such an important place for the south of Liverpool and for people who are living below the breadline. This place is glass and screens, but there's plenty of people building hopes and dreams. Ones working behind the scenes and gives me a smile, gives me a shiver. So this is the cafe. We're in the cafe now. Yeah, we're, just, you know. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Affordable food. Oh, and look, hang on, look at this. We've got sausage on toast, bacon on toast, doorstop toast. What's this sign guitar up here, Jamie? Do you know? Yeah, so I think just people who've come in to do the radio show, there's a radio show on, on a Friday actually called Cup of Tea with Lee. And, um, Everyone signs it. Mine should be somewhere on it, but I've signed about five guitars in this place, to be fair. Um, yeah, I auctioned one the other week. And what's so, going on in that picture up that's there? That's the guitar class. So, right in the middle is Timo. I look, look up to him like a big brother, really. Do you know what I mean? He's given me a lot of advice because he's been and done a lot of things in the music industry himself. And these are some of the people who, you know, some of the attendees who come to the class. Now we're moving into a big corridor here. Yeah, this is... Rick lined corridor with pictures all the way down. Ball. This reminds me of being at school, actually. It's yeah, a bit yeah, like that, that, bit one like of those school schools. Ball, isn't it? It's obviously Jim, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll just. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> There's a drum kit yeah, and loads of guitars yeah. on the side um, there. Alan Barris is with me. Alan Barris, myself, with me drumming in a minute. Uh, it's not very good. And there's a fantastic mural on the on the wall again, isn't there? Yeah. You know, God save the Florrie, you know, yeah. the old Sex Pistols lettering. Yeah, which was... And John Wayne in the middle there. Yeah, and as you see, the, my arse. Um, <laughs> City of Culture, my arse. Yeah, which is um, obviously... <laughs> Ricky Tomlinson, Ricky Tomlinson off, um, <laughs> off the Royal Family, yeah. yeah. And this Oye, that's the Africa Oye Festival. Well, um, it's got Jamie Reid mentioned, the artist Jamie Reid mentioned there, and a lot of the lettering is like the lettering that he did for the Sex Pistols albums, I think. Yeah. Tim, hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, mate. Matthew. Matthew, nice yeah. to meet you. This is Lawrence. Hello. Hello, Lawrence. So Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence is the boss here. The Flurry is uh, well, it's a community building first and foremost. So generally we've got lots of community hub classes going on throughout the week. All completely run by volunteers. Um, so everything's completely free of charge as well. Because obviously it's people who, the community of the Dingle, they do struggle a little bit. And this is why the building's always been here, 132 years. We were just talking about the wall here, the, the pictures. Reed. That is, is, that, is it by Jamie Reid, by, the, by the, Jamie the Sex Pistols artist? Well, I'm saying, yeah. earlier on I was saying, like, well, the, all the letters are all cut out in newspapers, a bit like Jamie Reid. That is entirely a well, by Jamie, Jamie Reid. has right. an office here. So he did the cover of Nevermind the Bollocks, That's right, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. He, and all of, well, a lot of the artwork, you know, for the, for the pistols. We're going to ask Jamie to sing a song for us, though. Do you mind if he sings a song? I'll be all right in here, won't I? Of course. I've got my little classical guitar in front of the car. Excellent. 
Are you still on the album anyway? Twelve pound guitar from Cambodia. It's amazing. <laughs> it sounds, it's, it sounds good. Yeah, That's a very battered instrument, Jamie. Yeah, it's actually. Tell us about it. Brand when, new. when you got it? Yeah. <laughs> where where well, did you get actually, it from? It's not mine. It's got Paul in fluorescent it's, pink uh, on the back of it. Yeah, Paul Malloy from the Coral. Right. And um, the guitarist from the Coral. It's actually his girlfriend's guitar. It was my manager's sister. Uh, but basically, I went. I wrote a song. It's the song I'm going to play. Um, I wrote a song and when I wrote it, I'd written it on the acoustic guitar and it sounded, it just didn't sound right. It sounded like, a, it almost sounded like a rip-off of Faces Ooh La La, a little bit like that. And I thought, I need to really think about this. So I got this, this guitar was in the, you know, the demo studio and I just started sort of like strumming like that. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's a nice way to approach the song. And I sort of stripped it back and, we just recorded this, just put a few mics on this and it, we put the cap on and it almost sounds a little bit like a ukulele, funny enough. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's like a kid's guitar. Yeah, isn't it? but it's just, I do most of me writing on this guitar now. I sort of, like, I took it to Rockfield Studios to record the, the album with it and then um, when I come back to ours, I sort of forgot about it for a couple of months. And, no one asked for it back, so I. Uh, so I've it's yours now. I told my manager when they, when they want it back, it's it's ready to be handed over. <laughs> but. Tommy's from the city. He lives in a north end terraced house. Me and a council estate. He makes windows and doors And though his friends are means to end So how he often thinks of getting out Like his mother did near 18 years before to the USA He wants to sing and dance and act on those Broadway shows If he should speak a word the verdict save it for another day For an thank kid like him that's how it goes He goes upstairs and takes his medicine Goes to heaven in his head and shuts his eyes When he sees the sunshine on his face Sees the weather's a completely different place Where he can find himself a lover And have a kitchen with space Where there's music in the streets The crowds are throwing roses at his feet and then he pulls away the covers and readies for another couple days in the real world struggling to make ends meet. And Tommy's dad's a marine, so to dare to dreams rather hard sometimes. And the anger builds from those lethal blows he took. Go out at night, you'll be caught in a fight in a bar sometimes. Another North End kid, 
I know the shit I don't look Then he goes home and takes that medicine Goes to heaven in his head and shuts his eyes When he sees the sunshine on his face Sees the world in a completely different place Where he can find himself a lover And have a kitchen with space Where there's music in the streets The crowds are throwing roses at his feet And then he pulls away the covers Ready for another couple days in the real world Struggling to make ends meet Fantastic, Jamie, and I think it's sort of, it's interesting that you chose that song because it seems to me that it says a couple of things about what you do with songs, which is storytelling. There's a big sort of storytelling and about the lives of real people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you think of, you put the world, in, I, don't, I don't like segregating anyone into classes, but when you put the world into classes, working class people, there's so, so many of us, do you know what I mean? And yet we all feel so alone. When I write songs, I just think, why not amplify the voice of the voiceless? Give myself a voice, give you a voice, give all the people that I'm trying to represent a voice. And, you know, we all know people like that. We'd all, we've all been to a pub before, haven't we? And you see that fella holding court amongst 10, 15 people. Everyone's on the end, edge of the seat, hanging off every word he says. You know, and he's only telling a story about buying a pint of milk in the shop. But yeah, he should be on a telly, he should be on a screen, he should be on a stage, you know what I mean? But his environment, and his surroundings have never permitted him to go and do that or to even find out how he would go about doing that. We all know these people. I and you're one of them, well, surely. Yeah, I, mean, I am, but I've been... They were, you, you started out as an electrician, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but I've been fortunate enough to break the mould. You know, I don't have to go to my bedroom and smoke a little something or take a little something to make me escape my life. You know, I'm fortunate enough now to be living my dream where, you know, I, I am singing to people for a living. I'm writing and recording songs and... That's because, you know, I didn't let my environment, I didn't let, I didn't let it break me or defeat me, I let it define me and I used that environment and thankfully I had the support of my parents, do you know what I mean, and my friends, unlike Tommy in North End Kids. So your mum and dad, when you started to say I want to play music, what did they say? Oh look, my mum and dad, like, I'm, I'm not going to be one of these people who will stand here and, you know, cry poverty or try and use poverty, you know, I... My dad ran his own little building firm. My mum worked for, for the Gyro Bank. And we worked really, really hard. Really, really, really hard. Harder than anyone I've ever known in my life to give me, my brother and sister, whatever we wanted, really, to give us the opportunities that they never had. You know, I was able to, to learn an instrument. I was able to, to be myself. I was able to express myself and play. When you left school, you were 16, weren't you? And you, went, you did you go and work for your when dad? When I worked for my dad, yeah. 
as an electrician. Did yeah. you train as an electrician? Did yeah. you get all the qualifications? Fully qualified electrician, yeah. Yeah. I'd like, you know, I'm probably a better singer than I am an electrician, to be fair. <laughs> and that doesn't say too much, does it? But, uh, but was your dad a hard boss? Yeah, he was. I think, you know, my, my dad's from that last generation, really, where, you know, almost a, you know, the strong, silent type generation, do you know what I mean? Where you didn't, you didn't talk about your feelings, you didn't talk about, you know, you just left school and you went to work and you got a job and you worked hard and you put food on the table for your family sort of thing. And my dad's very much, like, don't be wrong, I've been, you know, fortunate enough to, like, you know, my dad's always, like I said, he's always given me everything I wanted. But working with him, there was some sad times there. <laughs> well, um, he'd give you a hard time if you weren't up to scratch. Yeah, but I think, you know, obviously because it was his... It was his sort of small family business that he built from the ground up. I don't think he wanted his son sort of taking, you know, taking advantage or taking the mick, you know, while he had hard work and lads working hard for him. So, you know, part of it was my fault as well, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was a young lad who just had an enthusiasm for going out and, you know, going to football matches and going to gigs and, you know, being in a rehearsal room with my band, smoking and drinking and doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. So, obviously, as a... Someone who's got a business to run. I'm not the ideal employee, am I? Do you know what I mean? So, um, well, you work hard now, don't you? I, do. I mean, you've been I doing a, really an hard. enormous number of gigs recently, haven't you? Yeah, we've just done eight gigs in seven days, and not even that. I mean, I'm I'm on an independent label, so I have a lot more of a say in what goes on in my career than than maybe artists on a major label, should we say? And I like to be hands on. I like to see the numbers every week. I like to see what's going on. I like to plan what's going on. You know, I do live and breathe this now. A lesson that my mum and dad always taught me was, no one's gonna give you nothing in this world. You've gotta go and get it yourself. You know, you get out of life what you put into it. And that's, that's true for people like myself who've got opportunity. But there's a lot of people, obviously like people who come to the flurry, who can't go out and get it themselves. Well, you know, I'll always follow the footsteps of my dad in terms of, you know, yeah, no one will give you anything and I, I, I've got to go and earn it myself and I've got to work hard. But I'll also speak for the other side of it as well and, you know, and always try and raise awareness for that, you know, to say people don't have two pennies to rub together, but also there's people who we can do a lot for who really don't have anything. We can change their lives by giving them things, do you know what I mean? And our governments and councils can certainly, certainly do more to support these people. And that's what's going on here. That's exactly the community what's going supporting on here. itself. It Shall we go and have a let's wander around? around yeah, let's move on. So, where are we going now, Jamie? We're going up to the cellar. Um, so, this building's got a Big tower on top. Yeah, it's um, so just through this the room where the Beatles were booked to play, weren't they, Tim? Once in the main hall, that was the main hall. Uh, yeah, couldn't afford them, couldn't pay the two shilling for them. Really? Yeah, <laughs> um, and, you know, this building survived, you know, a couple of wars, um, and the tower um, has always had its copper um, top on it, but it was taken off to stop it being such a landmark for German bombers. There's nothing in front here, which is pretty well war, um, second. Um, but the flurry survived, and then in, in, in the renovation for 2012, they put the towel back on the turret. My, my city, my people, my heart. My city, my people, my heart. I don't suppose they, they let everybody come up here. No, no. Watch yourself on the... You all right? Sorry. 
So the big spiral staircase with windows on three of the sides. But I bet there's an amazing, oh, there is an amazing view from up here. What can you see out here, Tim? We can see Mulvammer, we can see the Scouts Riviera, you know, when you're a young, young person. Well, any families in Liverpool, we go to North Wales, go to Landor, no Langollen, Mulvammer. Like, it's there funny because Mulvammer is like a molehill compared to like Snowdonia and stuff, but yeah, it's you see, it's a hill, and loads of, loads of people from Liverpool going, I've just climbed Mulvammer there. It's like, but yeah. Is, it, is this the Mersey we're seeing here? The River Mersey, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, then, is that the ferry across the Mersey? I can see just across there. Oh, it is, yeah, it's the ferry, yeah. yeah. It's the ferry oh, the Mersey. we saw the ferry across the Mersey. The across the... Um, and then Camelade is that the big... Shipyard. Yeah, that's that big square thing. Yeah. Um, and you see the, the the Navy boat next to it, which is probably getting some repairs done and stuff. Now, Jamie, you, you were telling me a story about people looking out from yeah, here. Yeah, well, this, this is a story that Tim told me when I actually first come up here. I always remember it's one of the best... Uh, one of the most interesting stories I've heard um, about, like, you know, working class life in years gone by in Liverpool. And it's obviously you can see, you've got a great view of the Mersey here and you can see plenty of, you know, you can play plenty of little boats and ships out there. And back in, the, back in the day when people used to turn up at the docks to unload the ships for, for the day's work, the lads from the Dingle had sort of have a bit of priority because they'd send a lookout up here early, early in the morning. And the ships were sort of colour coordinated, so if the, if the ship was yellow, at, you know, on the base of it, it'd be going to the yellow dock. And so that's exactly what had happened. The, the, the lookouts up here had shout down to the mates, blue ship coming in, go to the blue dock or go to the yellow dock. And the, the, the lads from the Dingle would get the first bit of work, you know what I mean? And the work was handed out on a yeah, day-by-day basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just on the day. Whenever the ships would come in, do you know what I mean? There'd be, there'd be lads waiting here to, to tell the mates where to go and, and get the day's work from. And I'm sure they'd have got a little dropsy off that, you know what I mean, for being the lookout and stuff like that. It's probably the easiest job, wasn't it, Tim, being yeah. the lookout? Because you wouldn't have to unload the ships. Like you just sit up here and tell them where to go. So the stories get handed on, presumably. Yeah, you know, and, and then it's folk, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's folk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just folk, really, in, a, in that sense of... Uh, the, the story of a place lives with the people and that they hand it on from person That's to person. That's exactly why I wanted to bring you here and why I wanted just to talk to Tim because I, I just think it's it's brilliant to have a place that looks after the community and in turn the community just looks it's, after it, the place. And it's amazing for me because I, I, haven't, I, was, I haven't been to Liverpool for some years now and, and what, what I associate Liverpool with is a sense of community and you brought me to somewhere that absolutely embodies that sense of, of community and the warmth of the welcome that you get here and, and the quality of the people is, is powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it's like no other. It's just, the people here are the salt of the earth, they're the real people of, of the city of Liverpool, do you know what I mean? Uh, the people who work here, the people who come here for classes and everything. Like this country, in the last two years, would not have survived without volunteers. Volunteers were the ones and the, and the people who were dragging us through that pandemic, going around, giving people the tests, going to people's houses, taking food, going and giving them the vaccinations, doing whatever, whatever, whatever. And we still just sit, think that volunteers go and sweep floors and clean cups. They don't. They drag this, this, this country and this city and all the people around it. Without volunteers, we'd be frigged. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. Yeah, no, Tim, one. thank you very much. It's no a big, problem. it's a big speech, but it's a powerful speech. Don't worry, you see, I'm going to go for that forest fellow one day, mate. I'll leave it down. Don't worry about it. So, Jamie, will you sing us a song up here? I will sing us a song. Up, I will sing you a song up here. I think, but he's talking on, you know, people helping each other through 
times, you know, based on what we just talked about. I think We Get By, the song We Get By from the first album, We Get By, is, uh, is perfect, really. Yeah. Beans and all the squares are filled with despair But all the little dancing feet don't seem to care To the ones who go straight to the boozer As soon as they end wake Because the boss's son's a knobhead And he's driving all of the lads for sake Three ton for a week's craft Sometimes I get it cash in hand versus leasing a Bentley Still probably cost them a hundred grand A hundred grand You might say to me There's more to life than this But we've not got a pound I had to barely above ground Make ends meet, we try And then spend what's left on bruising, getting high Still we get by Tons of people queuing for the gyro check Late Thursday on Walton Breck Bills come out to be like in your left with the score Just like last week and all those times before Though we still have our moments Those bits of happiness Even though the boiler's broken And the stairs and landing are a mess Won't ever be beaten Cause we've got them and they've got us so roll on in your Bentley Cause for now I think I'm happy on the bus You might say to me There's more to life than this But we've not got a pound I had to barely above ground To make ends me we try And then spend what's left on bruising getting high Bye bye yesterday You are running far away Today's the day that I got paid And one where all my dreams are made To make ends meet I'll try And then spend what's left on boozing getting high Still we get by Way. Wonderful stained glass window here though, the Florence Institute 2012, football, dance, badminton, martial arts, bowls, table, table tennis, tennis theatre, all in stained glass. Yeah, obviously all things that uh, have come and gone in the play. Just keeps going, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, now we're in a radio studio. 
Amazing, with microphones, mixing desk. It's quite Everton. It's yeah, Flory Radio. Yeah. So this is like a community radio service? Yeah. We've been going about the year. Introduce, Introduce yourself. yourself. Introduce um, yourself. Ian, Ian Broadhurst. Hello, Ian. So you I run the radio station. You run the radio. Yeah. Um, and he's um, also a full-time volunteer here as well. And what, so what uh, kind of programmes do you put out? Um, so it's all local stuff. So it's all basically anyone in the area can come down and say, I want to do a show about dot, dot, dot. So you've got all the old personality photos yes. from Radio Merseyside yeah. up on the wall. Kennedy's football phone God. He looks a lot different now, Alan. <laughs> so these are going back a few years, these pictures, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Alan's Alan's a silver fox. No, that's obviously Alan won a European Cup for Liverpool, didn't he? Uh, big hero with my dad's Alan Kennedy. Yeah, Dave Monks is a good good supporter of my music as well. He's someone still still in the mix in Radio Merseyside, so it's not that old. Yeah. It's a rogues gallery, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have um, Ian and Lee's face on there, so you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I was going to ask, would you sing this place at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll do, sure. I'll do this place here, actually, yeah. That'll be, that'll be good. Okay, so seeing as I've spoke a lot about the Flory, about this place and what it does for um, the community and what it does for the city, um, I think the fitting song to play right now would be this place. Which basically in this song sums up everything I've spoke about in uh, in the flurry. So here it is. This place is where I'm from. Familiar faces and the accents like a song. I've been traveling places that I don't belong Spending days with being a stranger Time's lost when you're out of range Without the bustle and bustle It all seems quite the range When I think about the beds in George's home When he tried to knock us down and we stood up so The city will forever be me saving grace So no matter where I am I'll raise a glass to this place So raise your glass to this place This place is glass and screams But there's plenty of people Building hopes and dreams So here's to the ones working behind the scenes And gives me a smile Gives me a shiver when I think of being stood on a river. Everyone's on a team, but this place she's a giver. So if you're feeling sick and tired of the games you play, have a look away at it's another day. At least you're not a divvy in a bib and place. You're the head of the pace, and you owe it all to this place. Raise your glass to this place Oh, we don't this place It's all I know It's raining in the summer And there's February snow The night goes on forever There's loads of gaps to go You ask me how I'm feeling I'll tell you tomorrow My people, my heart, my 
my heart My city, my people, my heart My city, my people, my heart My city, my people, my heart My city, I owe it all to this place Thank you, I was holding the sneezing for a long time then. <laughs> Oh God, well... Can you sing and sneeze at the same time? <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just, uh, the back end of the uh, cold there, still, still within me. A little bit nasal, that one, but it was alright, wasn't it? That sounded great to me. That sounded fantastic. Oh, but it's such an inspiring song, that. And it's such an emotional tribute to, to the city. But I suppose it just sums up, as you say, everything that you feel about this about this city. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote the song when I was spent the first sort of the first time I ever come out of the city and out of the country to play music. And I was travelling around a few places. I was actually in America when I first like finished writing it and I was just missed home. I was having an unbelievable time out in America. But That's with with the Liverpool FC. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah. The Liverpool FC. But I thought to myself, it's still not home. It's not where I feel safest. It's not where I feel most comfortable. And I just started thinking about what what makes, you know, for me, Liverpool so special. And, um, you know, thankfully, so many people since its release have resonated with it. And it's always, like, a big favourite in the live shows. I can just and stuff imagine like that. everybody singing along yeah. with that. Particularly you know, the, the end bit, the My City, My People, My Heart. It's just... Uh, it's almost like an army going into battle. That's the best way I can describe it. That's what it feels like, do you know what I mean? Especially when you're playing a hometown show and you're playing that song. And Obviously, I've got... We couldn't quite see it from the tower, but I've got a, a big, my biggest hometown show to date at the, the MS Bank Arena in November. And Has that like been a destination for you? Have you been looking at the arena and thinking, oh, one day I'd like since, to play there? Since I went to the first concert there with my mum, I was just, I've always thought, wow, how incredible would it be to... Since to be on that stage one day, do you know what I mean? I never thought it ever happened, you know, obviously uh, you've got a lot of hurdles to sort of jump before you get to that point, but, you know, the way it started to grow, it was an unbelievable feeling. When but, but you've played some pretty big stages. I mean, you played at the Champions League final, didn't you? Yeah, I'd done a 60,000 <laughs> uh, outdoor gig if, yeah. in Madrid, which was... Because yeah, we should just tell the story of how it all started, because, you know, a, a lot of your... Fame, as it were, started from the football chance, yeah, didn't did, it? Yeah. You know, you were doing Ale Ale Ale, yeah. Um, and the videos started to go viral. So you were singing in front of the Liverpool fans. Yeah, I was. So basically, I was. I was in bands when I was about fifteen, sixteen. Uh, we were terrible, so uh, we decided to to play acoustic covers in pubs. You know, just because I love playing music, and it was a good way for me to earn a little bit of extra money. And at the same time, I was following Liverpool Football Club home, away, and across Europe. That was what I was spending all my wages on. So uh, a few of the lads who I met, you know, I'm quite a chatty person, as you can tell, and uh, I made a lot of mates quite quickly. So they started coming down to see me play on a Friday night and stuff like that, and then they said, well, why don't you, there's an event that's called Boss Night, which is, you know, for Liverpool fans. Named uh, after a fanzine, isn't it? After was... a fanzine, yeah, yeah, good research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, named after a fanzine, and, um, you know, it was just a hub, basically, for, for, for fans to go and listen to music and, you know, just extend part of the match day, really, you know what I mean, into the night in the city centre. Because there wasn't a lot of places for us to do that altogether. And because a few of my mates knew a few of the lads who put this on, you know, get this lad on, he goes to all the games, he's really good. 
turned up the foot of the bill playing about six or seven songs and that developed into Liverpool becoming more successful and people obviously my friends coming down to support me and th those covers were turning into like the, a Liverpool's player's name was getting thrown in the art and it developed and developed and the song LA 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 was what made me if you like into you know it gave me global recognition and sort of European well, recognition. It was just extraordinary because I looked at the video of it and to see all those fans packed into the venue there, yeah. singing along with you and dancing along with you, it must just have been the most extraordinary feeling. It was crazy. I went from, like, you know, people just, you know, having, like, I, when I was in my band, we played gigs with nobody came to. Like, you know, we played to an empty audience and, like, in the space of a couple of years, you know, people were screaming every word of every song that I was singing back to me and falling out of windows and all sorts. It was just chaos. It was like barbaric at some time, you know, at some stages. So and when did the club first take notice of you? When, you know, what, what, what was it that, it that was pre broke that barrier down? It was LA, 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 um, really, sort of. Oh, actually, no, it was a bit pre that. There was maybe about 2015, 16, there was, I was asked to provide soundtracks to a documentary that Liverpool FC TV were making, and that was basically the, the origins and the history of the, the fan chants. And where they came from, and a lot of them are places like this. Do you know what I mean? And work building sites and stuff like that. But I was asked to to record the songs to be put on the documentary and stuff like that. And so that, were you singing the chants from the from the past as well? Yeah, yeah, from the past and and some of the ones that I'd sort of you know had a hand in playing, uh, had a hand in making. This is, this is folk music, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and actually, the Liverpool album that we released with We Get By, that actually got in the top ten of the, the inaugural folk chart as well. Uh, well, you know, football's a working-class sport and folk is music of working-class people, isn't it? So it's no it's no wonder that they tie in somewhere along the line, you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, I'm just lucky that, that that was my way in, do you know what I mean? I was in the right place at the right time. So what was it like to go out there on the Champions League final and play to 60,000? Oh, frightening. <laughs> frightening. Frightening. <laughs> uh, you know, the nerves were like, you know, I was shaking before I went on, I was crying when I got off the stage. It was just a, a roller coaster of emotions, really. Um, but obviously, because I've got a lot of, just as much passion for Liverpool Football Club as I do music and the history of this city, it was just a case to go out and be yourself. Do you know what I mean? Go out and do what you've done for it. Do, do what people know you for, do you know what I mean? And what people love you for. And I just went out there with my heart on my sleeve and just give it to them. And thankfully, you know, the rest is just... They gave it back. They gave it back, yeah, which is the most <laughs> and, important and the thing. Won. And we won. And we won the European Cup, which was... Uh, obviously, I'd done the same thing in Kiev the year before to about 10,000 people. But because we never won the trophy... The, the sort of fan park at the start wasn't spoke about as much because no one wants to remember a day where you lost the cup final, do they? And, and then you've had an extraordinary experience too of Jurgen Klopp turning up, the manager turning up to one of your yeah, sessions, was, didn't you, in the States? Yeah, that was the summer before. So right. that was the summer right. after Kiev. Um, and he turned up and surprised me in a bar. Um, so you weren't expecting him to come? No, no, no. Either it was or it was good acting, you know what I mean? But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, I wasn't expecting him. So were you playing? And I was mid-song, yeah, door. and he just come in and started pointing at me and, you know, gritting his teeth. And uh, I got a, got a hug off him and he was just a dead nice, just a dead nice fella. But the year later, I actually went out for a pint with him in New York. A lot, you know, no cameras sort of thing. And I've got photos of it somewhere. And yeah, we had, we had a lovely night. That's we had, moment. Yeah, we had a lovely night. And, uh, you know, we were drinking till about two o'clock in the morning. And, Do you sometimes you know, pinch yourself? Yeah, do you but, know what I mean? Uh, about yourself being, you know. Yeah, like he's eight the only person I get starstruck with, though. I really, honestly, like, 
you know, Bob Dylan could walk in here and I'd be really happy to see him, but I wouldn't be nervous or starstruck. I don't think, I think I'd, I'd know what I wanted to say to him, you know what I mean? Like, rise with Paul McCartney, but something about Jürgen Klopp, I don't know what it is, he just, he never fails to make you feel like a little child. Have I've met Paul McCartney? No. Would you like to? I would love to meet Paul McCartney, I mean, uh, he's technically the best there ever has been in music. I think vocally, songwriting, playing, you know, like he's just, he's, you, you can't really beat them. They were quite good, the Beatles, weren't they? I think they did. They were, they, yeah, they were songs, quite good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a couple of good songs. There's a statue of them you might take us to, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let, let, let's this, uh, go downstairs and uh, finish off here, but then I'd like to go on to the statue, if that's yeah, all right. That's no problem at all. Yeah. No problem at all. So, so we've come into a room now, which is effectively a shop, isn't it? I mean, it's it's stocked like a supermarket, food, uh, toys, uh, on on lots of shelves all, all around us. What goes on in here? This is a food union where people pay between you know a couple of pounds and a fiver a week, and they receive back about twenty five pounds worth of, of shopping. You know, people who are you know living below the breadline in the area. And you just yeah, genuinely can't afford to go out and, and, and get you know the, the weekly shop for, for who you need to support. So as you can see, the stuff ranges from here from like you know cup drinks to tins of spaghetti bolognese and tins of rice meals, and pasta, uh, rice, and... pasta, crisps, um, coffees, teas, obviously milk, um, and then just even like you know you, you look at these toys and deodorants and magic gloves and stuff like that and. This, when Timo first brought me down here, I, I, I must admit I welled up a lot, you know, because you don't realise that this sort of, just things just like this that, like, I've took for granted all my life, you know, juice in the cupboard, do you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff that you just, you do, you take for granted, you're expected to be there, and, you know, the fact that people in our own city, in my own city, have to come to places like this in order to get things that are just so basic in your day-to-day -day life, or a toy for a child. A you, know, you can just girl. feel the smile on on a child's face when it gets one of these exactly, but, bobby you know, dolls or magic gloves. Do you know what I mean? Kids, you know, to keep kids' hands warm. Do you know what I mean? They're like fifty pence, yeah. and people can't afford them. And it's just, it's sad. It really is sad that we, we live somewhere that where governments can 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 let this slide. Really, do you know what I mean? That just it sickens me. Mm -hmm. There's that much profit made in in so many areas of industry, business, entertainment. Why are normal people having to come here to to, to get, you know, some deodorants or some gloves or, you know, a pair of trainers? It's mm. just, it's it's wrong in so, on so many levels and it shouldn't take people like me or people like Timo or people like anyone in the Flory to, to, to bang a drum and, and, and raise and shout and scream about it and have people record us and, just to try and get a bit more awareness out there, it should it shouldn't even be a thing. We should be looked after. This is twenty twenty two now. Do you know what I mean? There's no reason for anywhere in the world to be in poverty mm. in a crisis like this. Let alone in the north of England. You know we're one of the most powerful countries in the world. We still are. We always will be. So why can't our, why can't the people of this country just be fed? Generally, the passion with which you talk about it is so 
compelling, but does it come out in the music? Do you do you find that one of the ways of letting out the frustration and the you know the the anger that you feel about it is to write about it? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, and a lot of other people would do as well because all my albums highlight stuff like this. Yeah. Both of my albums, and they've both finished in the top ten. So. It goes to show that it's not just me. It strikes a chord. Yeah, you know, it if you'll excuse chord. the expression, but I mean, um, it, you know, it strikes a chord, and you can probably tell that when you're playing to the audience as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, when I'm singing songs like "Something's Got to Give" and you know, "Sick and Tired of the Crooked Tories," there are people in that crowd with foam coming out of the mouth. They feel that strongly about it. You know what I mean? Like, people, I've seen people in tears in the gates before singing. You know, the connection that we have through writing about things like this. How can you tell me this is where it's at When all the clowns are calling the shots How can you tell me this is the dream When all the dreamers are left out to rot Lining of pockets and no care for how we live Things can't stay the same, something's gotta give Crisis with the head to the table and we can't seem to solve them Is it for welfare of all or is it just for personal gain? And all the pieces of chess in the middle bear the weight of the problem Divided opinions on who should go and who should remain And then across the pond the king is a freak and he's loaded with silver Stood on an empire of gold Performing his own puppet show And while his mouths take back For the promises he's failed to deliver The ones who oppose him Stand bewildered and nowhere to go How can you tell me That this is where it's at? When all the clowns are calling the shots How can you tell me that this is the dream? When all the dreamers are left out to run Lining the pockets And no care for how we live Things can't stay the same Something's gotta give Sick and tired of the bad news stories Sick and tired of the crooked stories Is there anyone out there with half a job? For the many that have raised the issues Been disposed of like scattered tissues Don't you think maybe this time it's gone too far? How can you tell me that this is where it's at? When all the clowns are calling the shots How can you tell me that this is the dream When all the dreamers are left out to rot Lying in the pockets But no care for how we win Things can't stay the same Something's gotta give We've come now to, this is Liverpool Tourist Central, I would imagine, here is yeah. it? Yeah, 
Um, so obviously everyone comes here to see. Basically, they come to see the, 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 the boats that come in. They come to see the live buildings. They come to see the museum, and they also come to mainly to see the Beatles statue and, and to hear this man singing so Beatles songs. Hear someone singing Beatles songs. Yeah, this fella's here all the time, and he has his tambourines on his feet to, to do his percussion and stuff like that. Yeah, and this is the ferry terminal. Is the it? Ferry yeah. terminal's just down here. Yeah, yeah. this is. I think this this is where you, you get your tickets for it, and above it's a lovely Chinese restaurant. It's actually called Matu. And I can see the liver bird up there on the yeah, liver building. Yeah, the building's there. Um, uh, I see the I see Jamie that the clock on the liver building uh, is saying quarter past three or quarter to three, yeah. depending on which clock you look I think at. The clock on the right had a bit more to drink, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's been broken for a long yeah. time. So Jamie, tell us about the statue. We're so standing right in front of the Fab Four now. The first statue in Europe to not be on a plinth. So if you can see. They're just standing on the floor. They're, they're screwed into the floor there by the feet. It's the first statue in Europe to ever be done like that. It's a size and a half of the actual size of the Beatles. So, so this is 1.5 times bigger than the actual Beatles. It's laid out as they stood on stage, obviously. This is a camera in Paul's hands to signify Linda McCartney. John Lennon, which you can't see unless you look closely in his hand. He's got an acorn in his hand which is uh, to signify Central Park, where he lived and, and died. You come round the back, <laughs> on George's belt in Hindu here, it's got Hare Krishna written along uh -huh. his back. This means basically Hare Krishna and love and peace to all men. And right, if we get low down here... Can we get on the floor now? You get on the floor? Yeah. Where, where's Ringo's foot? There it is, just underneath Ringo's foot. Yeah. It's got L8 written on it. L8. Which, Liverpool which is, 8. Liverpool 8, which is the postcode in which he came from. You might be able to Go see on, it. It's just it. there <laughs> underneath his foot. Ha! I'm glad we brought you with us. Yeah. I've never spotted these things. Yeah, and so that's a little bit about it. Yeah. And people come from all over the world to, to see this, but they probably don't notice those things, do they, well, Jamie? No, I only found out off me, mate. But um, it's true. I gather there's another little memento of you somewhere in the city. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, last week I was given a brick. A brick? A brick on the wall of uh, the, the old, the original Cavern Club. So, wow. Yeah, so there's some, there's some pretty big names on the wall and, you know, because I played in the Cavern last week, two, two sold-out gigs in a day. Bit, 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 um, quite reminiscent of the Beatles doing a matinee show and then an evening show as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? Back how they used to do it. But, um, Still sweaty. It's very, very, very sweaty, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll just head up there in a second. Oh, I'd love to see that. That's it. like being on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, isn't it? <laughs> so where are we now, Jamie? So we're on North John Street and we're about to turn onto Matthew Street, which is the home of the, the iconic Cavern, Cavern Club. There's more musical statues up there. Yeah, well, this is the Hard Day's Night Hotel here. We've got the Lonely Arts Club Band Gallery in here, which is like a little souvenir shop, just the next one. Um, this is the um, the old Matthew Street. And this is the cavern? Yeah, this is the, it's known as the Wall of Fame. And, and here we, are the bricks with the names on. Yeah, um, you know, there's all sorts of people here. Peter Green, the Harlems. Wilson Pickett up here, the Who. The Faces, 
these are all people who've played the Cavern Club and Wishbone done, Ash, done something. Status Quo. Yeah, the Kinks, Queen, Ringo, Paul, the Beatles, John, John. the Rolling Stones. Well, look, there's um, a brand new one here yeah. with Jamie Webster. Yeah, so obviously this is this was given to me like a week ago today. A week ago today, it was given to well, me. Congratulations so, uh, that you played you. here and you're right next to Martha Reeves. Yeah. Martha Reeves of the Vandellas. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm in really good company. Look at the Delmonts. Yeah, just a nice place to end it early, but yeah. obviously okay. I feel really lucky. Yeah. Well, well, Jamie, thank you for showing thank us Liverpool and thank you very much Cheers, for playing your songs and, and showing us the Florrie in particular. Yeah made a big impact on me. Uh, I'm glad it did. Uh, thank glad you so you. much. Thank you very much. I want to get a few photos Jimmy's now going to have his picture taken with a bunch of fans outside the cavern here. A lot, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't go anywhere in Liverpool without yeah. everyone stopping to have a picture. Oh, thank you, mate. Thanks very much. On the vinyls, Yes, Jamie Webster showing us the Liverpool he loves. And if you want to see films of the songs that Jamie has sung on this podcast, all you have to do is become a patron of Folk on Foot. It'll cost you £10 a month, but every penny you give will go back into making more episodes of the podcast. And you'll get access to our amazing archive, Folk on Foot on Film, of more than 150 songs filmed on location on our travels around the UK. So if you want to sign up, just go to folkonfoot.com and click on the Support Us button. We rely entirely on your support to keep this podcast going, so we'd be really pleased if you'd join us. We love making the podcast. We hope you love listening to it. And with your support, we'd like to go on making it forever.